Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Black Star Film Festival is an annual celebration of the visual and storytelling traditions of the African diaspora and of a global community of color showcasing films by black, brown, and indigenous people from around the world. This year's Black Star Film Festival takes place in Philadelphia from August 1st through the 4th at various venues around the city of Philadelphia. We are joined today by the director and founder of the Black Star Film Festival, and that would be Maori Holmes. Maori, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to participate today. Tell me a little bit about the origins of where Black Star uh, Film Festival started. Sure. So I'm, I have an MFA. Um, that's how I got to Philadelphia. I, I went to Temple and studied documentary filmmaking. And like many people, you know, I had a thesis film that I took out on the road. I thought I would be moving to New York or back to D.C. or, you know, Oakland or something when I graduated. But I ended up uh, falling in love and having to stay in, in Philly. I was really committed to figuring out what I would do with my time while I was in the city. And I wasn't interested in sort of working in reality TV or QVC or a lot of what the production work that I saw that was available. And so I got this idea to start doing a festival, which was a different one um, at that time. But I started a women's film festival just to keep myself engaged in film. I had a day job at an arts institution, and I really got the bug for doing festivals somehow. Um, I had had my film on the road, and I'd gone to uh, a lot of women's festivals and a lot of hip-hop film festivals, and so I'd created my first festival kind of thinking about those models, and the friends that I made in those places, you know, became people that I still work with and know today. And so, like I said, I sort of got the bug um, that first festival we started, we only ran for two years and then did satellite programming for another three because we started right before the stock market crash in 2008. But, you know, getting the bug for it I, and people started asking me to program uh, around the city afterward. And at some point I was doing a film and social justice film series, like a monthly film series at the Asian Arts Initiative here in Philly. And the person that I was co-curating with wanted to take August off. And so I had had an idea that I wanted to do what I was calling at the time, this is 2012, I was calling it a micro festival. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought I would do one day of film, music, fashion. You know, I just thought it'd be like a celebration of African diasporan culture, um, just as like a fun thing to do. And I, I wanted to do it in August for Black August. And I started with film because that was my primary wheelhouse. And as I started researching titles of films, from the African diaspora that had not played in Philadelphia in 2012 or 2011, I very quickly had a list of about 30 films, and it was really kind of shocking. And so that first festival came out of that. Like mm -hmm. Once I had 30, I kind of stopped in my tracks, realized I wasn't going to do the other disciplines, that it was going to be a film event. Then we realized we needed four days. <laughs> we came up with a name. You know, we like went, it became a festival very, very quickly. What is the, for people who <laughs> aspire to do something along those lines, there's, there's just such an amazing array of film out now and the access that we have to it uh, 
is increasing by the day. Is was there is there something in putting the, your that's this first version of Black Star together when you knew that you you mentioned the films you had these thirty films but in terms of sort of the logistics of it how you you know being able to coordinate all the different. Uh, venues and having you know i don't have to tell you how complicated it is but what when when did you know that okay this is working in the way that i was hoping it would work you know i don't know that it has been working in the way that i wanted to work if i'm honest but um i've always organized events um for as long as i can remember in high school and college you know when i look back at like what i was doing i've always been involved in putting on a hip-hop showcase or putting together a fashion show, you know, putting together, when I was at Howard, you know, we organized a $100,000 concert called the Yard Fest. You know, like, I've been involved yeah. in creating events, and so I, it's kind of just in my bones in some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of experience, of course, doing that initial festival for women in film and music, and so I had relationships with venues. I had relationships with some distributors, with, you know, local filmmakers, with uh, other cultural institutions. Um, Most of my post-grad work has been in nonprofit arts and culture institutions, and so I have lots of relationships, and my jobs have always been in either communications or some kind of public engagement. I have lots of relationships with these organizations and with teaching artists, kind of a unique combination of experiences, I guess, that I possess. Um, but I, it didn't occur to me not to do it, <laughs> you know, and so um, I just did it. I don't yeah. know that there was like a formula. Yeah. Well, it must be exceedingly rewarding at the, I can imagine when, when all of the, the noise is sort of settled down and you're in the middle of the festival and you're sort of getting through uh, the, you know, your, your, the events are coming up and they're working or whatever. It must be an extremely satisfying experience to be to surround yourself with a community of artists like that coming together to share their stories to share their experiences and and as is the as the purpose of one of the purposes of black star is also to pay it forward to essentially hopefully develop and showcase new talent and that's got to be extremely satisfying for you um extremely is is very (laughs) affirmative um i often and feeling just really like trying to make sure nothing goes wrong, yeah. you know, and so exceptionally anxious and, <laughs> um, you know, really just concerned about making sure everything goes off without a hitch. Yeah. Um, it is nice, however, I will say we've had since 2012 um, a number of filmmakers who meet at the festival and make a work that they bring back in the next year or two. And so that has been really beautiful you know like finding out those occurrences uh the first year there was a couple that met and got married i mean there's like <laughs> been these really beautiful instances um because we're such a small uh you know it's like this boutique festival it's four days it's about four thousand people it's a really small cohort of filmmakers each year and it really feels like a family reunion yeah. and so people getting to meet each other in real life i mean the first year the thing that we realized that 2012 kind of like the apex of, I think, we, us accepting that social media was our future, yeah. people were meeting in person who only followed each other at that time on Tumblr or on Instagram or knew each other on Facebook, and they were like, oh, you are so-and-so. And so there was this real connection, and then we realized we were showing, uh, occasionally we would show a film that had shown on CNN or 
on Netflix or Showtime and we would screen it anyway and have sold out crowds because people wanted this live in-person experience with other people. You know, they wanted to watch in community. And so we realized what we were really, what was really special about the festival were the people and the bodies. There you go. And so that's the thing we've been focusing on. There you go. Well, let's talk about the festival in a little more detail, by the way, for people who are interested in it and plan on being in the Philadelphia area around August 1st. Here it is. It's blackstarfest.org, blackstarfest.org. You can find out more about the festival, the screenings, the, the, the different activities or different events. So let's talk about, in general, I, I, I'm looking through the list of films, and I've been fortunate enough uh, to have uh, the, a couple of these filmmakers on, on the program, Sprinter, uh, as well as Roger uh, Williams for, um, for another, other films, but also The Burial of, of Kojo, which was a fascinating mm-hmm. and wonderful film. And I'm, so anyway, the, it's a great lineup, I guess is a long way of saying it looks like a terrific lineup. Let's talk about the lineup and w- some of the things you uh, want to showcase or highlight for, for our l- audience. Sure. Well, this year we're showing 113 films, which is our largest um, ever um, program. And there are about, I think there are 38 film programs. 25 of those are features. The others are shorts programs. Um, there are 14 shorts programs, and then there's these kind of special combinations. So things that I mean, I'm excited about so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're really excited about um, showing The Burial of Kojo, although it's been around um, almost for a full year now. It, it uh, premiered at Urban World last September, but it hadn't been shown in Philly yet, and it hasn't been shown with this audience. And um, we are a really special audience, and Blitz has been a part of that for a long time, so it feels like a homecoming Fantastic. in a way. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited about that. We're doing a sneak preview of a new series that um, Black Thought and Questlove from The Roots are executive producing, which is called Hip Hop, Songs That Shook the World. So we're doing um, an episode of that as a sneak preview. We're very excited. Um, We'll be showing um, our opening night film, Jezebel, by Numa Perrier. Numa is another person like Blitz. She's been at the festival since our second year, um, either screening or on a panel or involved in some way. She's been a juror. You know, she's just been, like, definitely Black Star family. And we're really proud of her having her feature film done and um, also, again, kind of a homecoming opportunity having film screen at the festival as our opening night. That's great. And again, it's four It's four days, August 1st through August 4th, so that's a Thursday mm-hmm. through a Sunday. What, what are some of the venues for people who uh, who are in the Philadelphia area listening to this interview? Where are you, where are you going to be at? So we keep the festival in a walking radius in University City. It's about a six-block walking radius. Uh, the main festival hub is at Lightbox Film Center, which is at 37th and Chestnut. We also screen films at the Annenberg School of Communication. We also screen at the Leonard Pearlstein Gallery. And uh, this year we will have additional screenings at the Annenberg Center for the Performing Arts. Two Annenbergs, unfortunately, so hoping people don't get confused. Um, <laughs> but we're going to have um, this larger venue for some of these bigger events. And then we do panel discussions at the Institute of Contemporary Art, or the ICA. And so all of those are, are right next to each other. Yeah, we have, I, I forgot to mention earlier, we have a very special closing program this year. We won't be doing a feature film, but instead are doing a group of three shorts, a film by Terrence Nance, a film by Solange Knowles, and a film by a, an artist group <laughs> called the Uma Chroma that consists of Jen and Kiru, Terrence Nance, Bradford Young, 
and Mark, uh, I'm forgetting Mark's last name, but one other person, um, and Kamasi Washington wow. Collective, who wow. directed this um, experimental film. Wow, that sounds fantastic. I, I did mention Roger Ross Perry, uh, his film, the, the Apollo documentary about uh, the Apollo Theater, uh, is one oh, of yes, the, Roger Ross Williams. Yeah, yeah. R- Roger Ross Williams. Yeah, he's a terrific filmmaker. And uh, I have a particular love of Terrence Nance's work. I was fortunate to have him on for his first film, The Oversimplification of Her Beauty. Was that his yeah. first film? I don't even know if... I assume that's his first film. That was his first feature, yeah. yeah. I, I imagine he did some shorts before that. But, right. Yeah. Oversimplification of Her Beauty is just a spectacular film. I was so so blown away by it. When I had him on, and I'm so glad to see him back. I haven't really, uh, maybe he's put out work that I just haven't been aware of, but uh, I just think he's a remarkable talent. I see where he's got this HBO series coming out, Random Acts of Flyness. Um, uh, yes, which we did its world premiere at the festival last year. And- just to sort of let uh, people know again, they can go to the film festival uh, website, which is blackstarfest.org, to find out more about the festival. And there's a whole bunch of information here. Anything you want to mention that we haven't covered? Well, in addition to um, the film programs, we have some really wonderful panels, conversations, right, right. Um, in- including our kind of premiere com- or spotlight conversation this year is with Spike Lee and Toronto Burke. And they'll be talking about Do the Right Thing and an ongoing legacy of cinema and social justice issues. And we're also doing several panels in, co- in um, collaboration with other organizations, including a focus on critics of color with uh, Critical Minded. We're also doing a panel on Afro-Latino identity in partnership with Firelight Media. Um, we're honoring Marcia Smith, who's president of Firelight, of course. And we're going to um, be having a special conversation with her She'll be um, talking with Deanna Williams. Uh, we have, I think, eight of these. So there's so many um, conversations, but they're really, we, tr- we try to do outside of the box kind of talks and discussions. And so we're excited to do those. We'll be doing uh, a directing workshop with Blitz Bazawale, oh. director of The Burial of Kojo, yeah. um, who, I don't know if you know, but he hand drew all 600 uh, storyboards for his film. No, I did not and know so that, he- yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's going to go through the process of, you know, from story, from script to storyboard wow. to frame and share that, um, which we're really also excited about. Well, that sounds great. Thank you. Uh, uh, eight years and, and going strong. Uh, uh, Blackstarfest.org is the best place to find out about uh, all the things you'd want to know about the festival and its continuing support for the artistic and film community. Maori uh, Holmes, uh, the festival founder and the director, thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.